Hi guys and welcome back to the Rundown Podcast with me, Sandra V O'Keefe D and thank you for listening and to for tuning in and supporting this podcast. Um, we're still growing, we're still getting there, it's only episode four but thank you for joining me so far and may the journey continue. So let's just get right into it. this episode episode four I literally kept going back and forth on what I actually wanted to talk about and I knew I wanted to continue the conversation surrounding Black Lives Matter but I just felt as though everything surrounding it was so negative and I was just constantly viewing seeing listening hearing so much negativity surrounding it like we're reliving this whole you know racism towards black people and as a black person it is reliving you know and then you're just seeing constant images of black people dying at the hands of police brutality and racism and then being called a monkey on the way home from a protest from EDL people in Britain first I literally felt like I needed to mentally break away for a minute and just socially distance myself from this because it was mentally overwhelming. Like it's a different kind of tired. It's a different kind of exhaustion. It's a different kind of anxiety that just sits heavily on your chest. If you're just constantly, you know, eating fat all the time, then you're going to put on fat, essentially. If you're constantly reading, hearing negativity towards black people and people killing black people, it's going to sit negatively on you and it will impact you differently and that's how I felt and I feel like that's how a lot of people have been feeling as well recently like this is it's not an easy topic subject to talk about and to get involved with so I literally mentally distanced myself from social media for a minute um, and just focused on I don't know, watching Real Housewives of Atlanta from the beginning, just to catch some laughs, you know, had a glass of wine, read a book, I mean a fantasy book even, like just, like I said, mentally break away and I think that time for yourself is so needed and it's so important to be able to rebalance yourself and look after yourself because if you don't look after yourself then, you know, everything else will come out how you're feeling. And I did not want to take out any negative energy on anyone else. So we balanced it up. And during that time, though, like I said, I wanted to continue to talk about BLM. But I didn't want to make it negative. I didn't want to make it full of hate. So thinking about other ways that we can do what we can do to help this movement move forward. And one of those ways is to support black businesses and to close that racial wealth gap that exists today. And supporting black business is super important because, let me just read these statistics real quick. This is from the Office of National Statistics. And it says the average white British household 
has about £282,000 in wealth, including property. And according to figures, black Africans have less than one-tenth of that, which is about £23,800. So for every £1 that the white household have, a black African household have just 10p, and black Caribbean households will have 20p on average. Now, just because I said that does not mean to say that they are not successful black businesses out there and that there are not successful black people out there in general and that we don't own property that there are many and plentiful um black people that do own property and are successful and have businesses however on the grander scheme of things when it comes to on average and you compare every single person in the uk we there is a massive racial wealth gap and by supporting black business and by supporting us, we're able to close that gap. We're able to strengthen our local communities and put more money into those communities that could be predominantly black and you know, have more black people around them. It could increase jobs for black people because some people may not be hired by other companies. Remember, many large companies say they support minorities but practice policies that keep systems of injustice intact. So we need to further help them out so that they can pull out a seat to the table. Do you know what I mean? So that they can discuss the big issues as well. And what did I read? On 27th of June, Saturday 27th of June, Black Pound Day. So that's, you know, encouraging us to, on that day, we spend money. I mean, that's very clever as well because I know I get paid on Friday so <laughs> spending my money on Saturday in black owned business and that's what I will be doing and for those who want to say something like oh you know that's not fair that's going to create even more racial tensions blah 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 you know what did the white business do to you it's not about that like I said it's about there have been systems of injustice intact And if we knew our history of the UK, it would make a better understanding of how black people and minority ethnics have been held back in this country. How we've not been approved for this loan, but this, you know, this white person was approved for this loan. Or There's many things that have happened that have led to the reason why there is that wealth gap there. And by supporting black business over time, it will definitely put black people in a better place and help us furthermore there are many little things that we can do to further help this black lives matter movement and during you know my time away from socials and stuff i was obviously still looking online and seeing what was going on and what's happening and trying to find um different ways and different steps that we can take and I kept coming across Juneteenth. I kept coming across Juneteenth all the time. And Juneteenth is an annual celebration for the end of slavery in the US. The holiday commemorates a specific day, June 19th, 1865, the day the federal troops arrived in Texas to ensure that the enslaved were all free. And I remember, I looked at it and I thought, Where, where's the British version of this? We don't have this version in the UK. We don't have it. 
Like, we don't have a day, let alone a day for us to make a bank holiday, because that's what they're trying to do over in the States to try and make it a national holiday. We don't even have that one. And I just don't understand how this country wants to move forward in Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, help ease racial tensions or whatever. But if this country can't acknowledge its own past, his history, its role that was played in slavery, then how are we supposed to move forward? How are people supposed to understand the racial injustice that exists if you don't acknowledge the foundation of it all? You know, when I was a child, I thought that the first black people to arrive here was from the Windrush generation. I did not know that enslaved people were already here. I did not know that. And that sounds silly. You know, I'm a grown woman now, but that's the education system. It doesn't even teach us our basic history ourselves. So I wanted to basically start a petition that allows us to celebrate August 1st as our day when the UK set free the enslaved across the entire British Empire. So not just even in the UK, across the British Empire. And that's August 1st, 1840. And the reason why I want this day, let me just give you guys a quick rundown on how we got to August 1st. 1840. So in 1807, Parliament passed the Slave Trade Act of 1807. Now, if you look at the back of your two pound coin, it says 1807 engraved in it, and it's the zeros replaced with chains that are like essentially broken. And that is supposed to commemorate the end of slave trade of slavery in the UK. Now, I don't agree with this year because all that act did was to outlaw international slave trade but not slavery itself slavery still existed in 1807 they were still being treated like slaves those who wanted you know who pushed for this act to happen they showed very little interest in actually abolishing slavery it all comes down to money how much profit is being made the slave trade itself at that time was no longer making big money it was making very small profits but big profit was being made through the sugar plantations of the caribbean therefore slavery had to continue it wasn't about trading people anymore humans it was about them working in the fields to bring in bigger money then comes 1823 the Anti-Slavery Society was founded in London. That's another thing. I want to know where this space is. Like, where... I didn't know about this in school. That's something that we should be taught. You know, where... What building they use in London to commemorate this? Is there a blue plaque on there that said, here's where the Anti-Slavery Society was founded? I want to know. I would like to know that. Now, the Anti-Slavery Society were committed to the abolition of slavery in the British Empire. And this society included supporting the slave um, narrative book. So basically, they did further than trying to just stop um, slavery itself. They wanted to support 
people, black people, enslaved people at that time. So they published a book by a black woman who wrote the book um, surrounding being a slave. The book was called The History of Mary Prince, a West Indian Slave in 1831. And they published that book. That book did very well. They got reprinted twice, I believe, in that year. And it was a super successful book, actually, because so many people did not know about slavery from the slave's point of view. And this was the first account of the life of a black woman to be published in the UK. We should all know about this book. This book should be common knowledge to all of us. Even today, we are still experiencing first with Rennie Edo Lodge, the author of Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. She recently, recently became the first black British author to top the UK book chart. Only recently now. So then that just goes to show you, I mean, there's been a number of many amazing, excellent black authors in the UK. And only just now, did one of them become the top selling author in the UK? Is that because we're inadequate? No, it's because of race and discrimination. So congratulations to her. Because that book, if you don't have it, go and get that book. Because that book is highly essential for these times. And I've had it for a couple of years now and it's definitely a good read. But that comes back to... Mary Prince, the history of Mary Prince, a West Indian slave, 1831, that book was published. And then we move on to, after 1823 and the anti-slavery society, comes Christmas of 1831, better known as the Christmas Rebellion, the Christmas Uprising, the Great Jamaican Slave Revolt, or the Samuel Sharp Rebellion. And this happened because enslaved black workers, they went on strike and they demanded more freedom and a working wage. Even half of that, even even half of the set wage at that time, they were just demanding half of that. This was the largest slave uprising in the Caribbean with as many as 60,000 enslaved workers protesting strike they wanted they demanded more money and it was because of their fight for freedom that encouraged parliament to establish the slavery abolition act it was because of their fight in the christmas rebellion there's a show on bbc called i think it's called the last song which literally documents it's a drama i think it's a four-part um episode Um, and it literally documents the Christmas Rebellion slavery in the Caribbean the sugar plantations how they were treated and how that led to Parliament deciding to establish the Slavery Abolition Act it's on BBC so go check that out I think it's called The Last Song so in 1833 the Act received royal assent from the King which is basically, I guess that's just a formality. 
I don't know at the time in 1833, but right now, if the Queen was to do that, I think it's just a formality thing to just be like, yeah, yeah, I'll just sign it. I don't think she actually has any power in it. Don't quote me, I'm not historian. But in 1833, the Act received royal assent from the King. A year later, it came into force, came into force on August 1st, 1834. August 1st, 1834. I remember I just said I wanted, I thought, uh, the date for the UK bank holiday to commemorate the end of slavery should be August 1st, 1840. Now, a year later after 1834, the Acts came into force. But that didn't mean that slavery just ended and, you know, they could all go out and celebrate and go down to a pub. No, that didn't happen. The Act established an apprenticeship system where the former enslaved Africans, anyone over the age of six, had to work three quarters of their time for their former owners, for their former slave masters, 14 and a half hours per week. And it wasn't until 1840, August 1st, that that apprenticeship system ended. So even after that act was established, they still catered towards those slave masters and owners and produced what? Slave labour. The apprenticeship scheme. Slave labour. And that carried on for what? Six years until 1840, until the slaves were actually set free. Now we all know, again, they didn't just go up and celebrate going down to the pub because people still, they still treated black people a certain way. They still discriminated against them. It was very open back then as well. And then if you look at that timeline of history and you bring that to today, about racial injustice we're talking about discrimination we're talking about police brutality black people are dying at the hands of police not, not in America, i'm not talking about america i'm talking about here in the uk black people have died at the hands of police police have not used the right conduct when it comes to black people at times and that's why people go out and chant black lives matter that's why people go out today and protest and uprise because it gets to a point where enough is literally enough. It's been enough. It's been, been, been enough. You look at 1840 till now, it's been a very long time. And we're still calling for the same thing. So, <clears throat> I believe that if we had this bank holiday, I don't think it's not going to change everything I think it's a great starting point I think it's a great first step that we can make this country can make to move forward it's like you can't argue with you know if you're arguing with like you know your boyfriend or your girlfriend or something and you guys keep arguing over the same thing and you just keep brushing it over sweeping it under the carpet and moving on you're going to keep going back to that same argument because you have not fixed the root of the problem you've not gone back to the foundations of that argument to rectify it you just keep covering over it and that will extend and extend and become something so much bigger than it is in your relationship or you could even end up breaking up with that person 
but had you just gone back to the beginning and checked the foundation, the root of that problem, and made that first step, maybe you can overcome that argument. Like I'm saying, I'm not saying that this bank holiday is going to change everything. What I'm saying is, it can act as a first step in recognising our history and our foundations and teaching us properly, our new generation, you know? It won't just be a day to celebrate and be happy and be a day of reflection, another day of reflection you know we have yes we have black history month but who said we can't have another day to understand this better so i did actually start this petition itself i actually put it up on change.org already i started the petition put it up on change.org and um about a whole paragraph of reasons as to why and we gained a good amount of signatures so far at that time after a day I think we gained about 131 signatures and then the government decided to change and their policies and now debates um, petitions cannot be debated in parliament unless it's gone via the government website itself so I had to take it down from change all close petition close down petition and then reapply on chain I mean on gov.uk and once it's been put up then they have to review it for like a week or so so I'm currently still waiting for them to approve of the petition once it's been approved I will put it back up again and then we can re-sign and just get this day to happen and just you know we do this together get as many signatures as we can because I think this will definitely make history in the UK and it will definitely be a good start and it will definitely be a good step forward. So once it's back up, I will let you guys know and I'll put it across all my socials for you guys to sign and share and talk about forever. (laughs) So you can find me on my Instagram at sandra.ve.okidi um, on Insta- I mean on Twitter at Sandra underscore VE underscore OQD and I'll just keep you guys informed with everything over there. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I will be back with another one. I already got an idea what I'm gonna do, but I'll be back with another one. See ya. Mm-hmm.